Your next promotion is just the beginning, and this podcast shows you how to get there. Welcome to episode number 168. As you cross over into higher levels of leadership, you're going to notice that some universal truths, that there are certain skills that you need to master at all levels of leadership in order to just be a better leader. But then there are also other skills that you need to really focus on when transitioning from certain types of leadership into that next level. For instance, from VP to the C-suite or from director into vice president or from senior manager into a director level role. You know this on the surface. You know that those rules look very differently, but what you may not know is exactly what skills you need to start showing your executive team today so that they can can promote you into those higher level leadership positions. So in today's episode, I'm going to be showing you how you can find that missing piece for yourself and start transitioning into whatever your individual next level of leadership might be. Let's get started. Welcome to Women Changing Leadership. I am your host, Stacey Mayer, and I teach you how to get promoted, get paid, and bring your whole self to the leadership table. I am on a mission to change organizations from the C-suite out because women are the new face of leadership, and we are doing it on our terms. Hello, corporate badasses. Welcome to another episode of Women Changing Leadership. I am your host, Stacey Mayer, and super excited, as always, to be here with you again this week. The world is a bit crazy. We had snow in Northern California, (laughs) Uh, not in the typical Northern California that gets snow in the mountains, but in the other parts like San Francisco that had snow flurries over the past week. So anything is possible right now, folks. We have people getting laid off. We have people getting promoted. And we have people doing everything in between inside of our programs and you as the listener to this podcast. So I want you to know that during times of change, obviously, great opportunities also present themselves. And so my hat's off to you for continuing to listen to this podcast and doing the work to get yourself into a higher level leadership position, because Lord knows we need you in that seat. So I am happy to be a part of helping you get there. One of the ways that I'm really committed to helping you advance into higher levels of leadership is giving you free content. So obviously, with this podcast, many of you have read my book, and that's a low-cost way to absorb and really start to implement the work that I teach to get yourself promoted. And another thing that I've been doing this year so far is offering free masterclasses. Really, they're very hands-on workshops where we really dive deep and connect and everybody has their video on. I'm answering questions in real time, but they're 100% free to every single human being on my email list. So if you're not already on my email list, I encourage you to go to stacymayer.com slash email and just sign right up so that you're notified the next time I have one of these masterclasses. 
more recently, a couple of weeks ago, I offered a training called Crossing the Chasm, where I talked about what is the step, the missing piece that you're going to need to cross into that next level of leadership. And in this training, I gave an analogy about Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. So there is the scene where he comes up across this chasm and he's looking out to the other side. And there's obviously this vast openness, right? Really just like, I have no idea how I'm possibly going to get to the other side, but hey, I'm Indiana Jones. I'm resilient. I'm strong. Anything is possible, but still, this is a big void and I have no idea how I'm going to get to the other side. And for many of you, advancing into executive leadership can feel the exact same way. It can feel like this big void, this open chasm, and I really don't know how to advance to the other side. But there's a reason for that. There is a reason that you don't know how to advance to the other side. And that reason is rooted in the fact that every huge transition that we make in leadership is almost like another career path. And you know this because you've experienced this. So if you have the same career path, like you're an individual contributor, and you're a subject matter expert, and let's say you work in the same field for 20 or 30 years, basically your career path is diving deeper and deeper and deeper into that subject matter expertise. And at some point, maybe you're able to delegate some of that out, but really it's about a knowledge set, like that you go deeper and deeper into that set of knowledge. In leadership, your knowledge set looks very different. You go deeper and deeper into being a leader. But for most of you as listeners, you didn't start out the first 20 years of your career being a leader, being an executive leader, leading other leaders, managing up, leading your CEO, right? Many of my C-suite leaders inside my programs are managing up to their CEOs. They have to know how to lead up. They have to know how to make decisions at that higher level. And that doesn't come with time right? You didn't spend 20 years going deeper and deeper and deeper into this. So the reason that it feels like this giant chasm that you need to cross is because it is, right? You do need to do something different in order to get to the other side. But here's the really fun thing. Unlike when you first started out your career and you had to get a four-year degree and maybe a six-year degree and then follow it up by a master's degree, and you spent a lot of time getting that foundational education for your career, unlike that, when you step into leadership, it is about relationship building and it is about connecting with other humans at your organization. And the only way you can start doing that is through practice. And there are certain skills, certain tools that you can begin to implement in order to practice that faster and better and more effectively. But ultimately, it happens in real time. So that's the good news, actually, because you don't have to go out and get another degree. You can actually make these transitions as part of your work week. But the hard part is knowing what those missing pieces are. So when we're so mired in our work, when we're head down trying to get our work done, we often don't know and we're unable to see exactly what those missing pieces are in front of us. So 
just like Indiana Jones, he's looking out on this vast chasm. He takes a deep breath. He takes the first step. He takes that leap of faith. And wouldn't you know it, there is an invisible step right there in front of him. There is a bridge that unfolds in front of him, and he is magically able to cross to the other side. The missing piece, your missing piece to executive leadership is very similar to Indiana Jones. You know that you're a corporate badass. You know that you're capable of leading at the next level. You just need to understand where that next step is for you so that you can step on it and then transition to the other side. So many of the women that I work with are already in the C-suite or a senior vice president level, but when I first met them, they had no idea how they were going to get there. They knew that they could get there, but they didn't know how they were going to be successful, how they were going to be able to make those key decisions, how they were going to be able to build those relationships. And more importantly, they didn't know how they weren't going to stress themselves out and pull their hair out all the time. And so understanding what those missing pieces are for yourself makes everything so much easier. So then you're just able to effortlessly cross to the other side. In today's episode, I'm going to be teaching you what a couple of those missing pieces could be, and I'm going to be doing it through the lens of transitioning from a senior vice president or a vice president role into the C-suite, because that's a huge gap for a lot of women. One, because of the fact that there are less roles available, so it's not as clear what the criteria is, and the only criteria seems to be being in the right place at the right time or knowing the right people, which is definitely part part of the game, but there are some other missing pieces to being seen as that C-suite executive leader versus where you are right now. So I'm going to give you three different missing pieces that you can begin to apply to your career right away. And if you're not at that vice president level and you're listening to this and you're looking to find your missing piece, then I encourage you to continue listening to this episode and translate whatever I am teaching to what you can begin applying today, right? At whatever level you might be in, because I guarantee you there's some aspect of what I'm talking about that you can start to apply to make that transition for yourself. So I want to start off with a story of one of the women inside of the leadership table. This woman was a vice president of human resources, and she came to me because she actually had a seat at the table. So there was a six-person executive team at her organization. She reported directly up to her CEO. She was the highest-ranking woman in human resources. And then her executive team consisted of her CFO, her COO, right, other C-suite executives. And they would meet on a monthly basis as a leadership team, actually probably biweekly or something more frequently like that. And so she had a seat at the table. She was in the room where it happens, but she didn't have have a voice at all. And so she hired me as a coach so that she could figure out how to get included in those conversations. And there were a couple of things that we did in our coaching together to really open up that pathway for her for so that she could see how she was going to cross over to the other side. 
So the first thing that I did is inside of the leadership table, which includes one-on-one coaching with me and then the other corporate badasses who I've been working with anywhere from two to four years on their executive leadership path, I always interview two of your key stakeholders. So a lot of times that ends up being your boss. And so the first thing I did is I interviewed her CEO and basically what I was looking for was, does her CEO trust her as an executive leader, right? So does she trust her as a subject matter expert? Does she trust that she can do the job of vice president of human resources? And it was very clear. Her CEO had a lot of respect for her. She really liked her. She enjoyed her work, but there was this something that was just off and her CEO kept talking in the conversation about how she didn't see her as a leader in her industry. That's what she kept referring to. She said, I need somebody who is at the CHRO level. I need a leader in her industry, not just good at her job. And that's what she kept saying to me. And so I went back to my client and I said, you know, I gave her this information. I said, you need to start to show that you're a leader in your industry. And you know, some of you might be listening to this and you're like, oh, I have to go out and become a leader in my industry, right? Which is another three years of headway. You know, I have to figure this out. But instead, I asked my my um, client questions about how she was already a leader in her industry. And she had so many answers for me. She belonged to several different human resources organizations. She was the chair of one of them. She is really prolific on different boards. She speaks out about certain situations. She comes up with new ideas in conversation. And I said, have you ever shared any of this with your boss, your CEO? And she said, no. (laughs) And I was like, well, yeah, it makes sense because for so many of you listening, you would think the same thing as her. Like, no, my boss is busy. She doesn't need to know this information. But the first missing piece that we found for her was that she needed to start to show her work. And what I mean by showing your work is that you show the decision behind the decisions, how you came up with those decisions. So instead, what she was doing to her boss is she was presenting information to her boss. She was presenting conclusions to her boss, but she wasn't showing her boss how she came up with those conclusions. So I coached her to immediately engage with her boss on how she learned about this information. And it was super simple. It happened in her next one-on-one conversation. And she said that her boss's attitude instantly started changing around her. And so much so that in the next leadership team meeting, they actually, she front-ended her information to the beginning of the conversation so that she didn't get pushed out of the meeting again, so that she could really have a voice. Her CEO started to become her sponsor, so to speak. Her CEO started to say, hey, we want to hear more from you and about everything that you're learning. And so then that built up my client's confidence as well. So she really got to feel more like a leader in her industry, more like a CHRO right? So she's still the vice president of human resources, but she's starting to embody that chief human resources officer attitude. 
She is a thought leader in her industry, and she didn't have to do anything different. She didn't have to go out and become a thought leader. She just had to express why she already knows. She had to show her work. So the first missing piece, and this goes for anyone at any level, could be just sharing how you make the decisions that you're making and really express that to the leaders around you. The second missing piece that we found out is that even though it was a small group of leaders on this executive team, nobody knew anything about her. She had no allies across the executive team. And in particular, she was really interested in operations and she had an operations background and she would do these long road trips with her COO because she worked in a, with a company in the Midwest and she would travel from state to state. And When I suggested to her to get to know her COO a little bit more, she was like, well, maybe I just ask to drive with him on the next trip. And that changed everything for her because she was able to build a relationship behind the relationship that she had with him at work. She was able to get to know him as a leader. And I coached her as to what questions to ask him to really build that trust that uh, Simon Sinek talks about. Trust is built between the meetings, not in the meeting itself. So really making him into a true ally of hers. And he got to know her and he supported her. So in those leadership team meetings, he wants to hear from her as well. So now she has even extra support in the leadership team. Then she starts to build relationships with the other executives as well. And in terms of showing her work, I coached her to go back to her CEO and share how she's building these relationships with the other executives on the C-suite. So now her CEO trusts that she has that backing from the rest of her C-suite. So now she's again, setting herself up to be that CHRO. She's building her confidence because she feels like she has a ton of support. And all of this happened within just two or three months of coaching with her. It can happen incredibly quickly. And all of a sudden, the bridge in front of her is just being laid out. She can just walk effortlessly across to the other side. The third piece, and this this is another missing piece that I just want to kind of add here before I close out for today, is this idea of being seen as too nice. And for a lot of women, this is our Achilles heel because If we're too nice, we don't get promoted. If we're not nice enough, then we get told that we're the B word, right? Like, so we just have to, I don't know, play dumb or something stupid. So I disagree with all of that, right? (laughs) That is not what we need to do. But what we do need to do is show that we can make hard decisions. And so many of the women that I have worked with over the years have been told very directly that they're too nice to get promoted, right? They've been told that they can't play with the boys. They've been actually told that they need to smile more, right? Which is the opposite, saying that, hey, you're not nice enough. You need to get along with the gang, right? You're too aggressive, which is really annoying because as a woman, we're different than the rest of the room, right? We do see things differently. So we're automatically going to be seen as an outsider. And so what they want us to do to get along with the rest of the room is smile more. Anyway, it's a ton of BS. You know, I obviously hate this so much, but the way that we can overcome it, instead of just being frustrated at the double bind dilemma, instead of just being pissed off because we're not treated equally, 
I want you to start showing that you can do hard things. So in my client's case, she was um, a real, like, just so nice. <laughs> like, she really was. Like, she was such a beautiful, lovely person. She really was just the nicest person in the world. And I didn't want her to lose any of that. And we were working together in 2020, and obviously there was a lot of hard stuff happening with COVID. And I think that in her job, she had a lot of physical plants, like open, like buildings that were open. So they had a lot of workers who could not work remotely. So just huge, massive amounts of layoffs, plants being shut down. It was just a real chaos happening at the time. And instead of shutting down, going head down into her work, you know, really just like focusing on her work and, and deliverables and, and trying to feel better, like being like, wow, this is so hard. I encouraged her to show up as a leader who could do hard things. So this is a little different than the nice conundrum. I, I don't want her to be less nice, I want her to show she can do hard things, that she can lean in in times of crisis. That's really what they want from you. They want to know that you're not going to crumble under pressure. So you don't have to be less nice. You just have to show that you can do hard things. And so what we did is I coached her to what she was going to do as part of this crisis from a human resources perspective. And she actually put together a 20-page booklet of human resource guidelines, COVID practices, best practices. I think this might have been at the end when we were doing some of the return to work efforts. And she created this 100% voluntarily. It wasn't something that her CEO asked her to do, but she felt very strongly that this would be helpful for the leaders at the different plants, at the different sites, that she could give them this information and it would be such a strong tool for them. And we also mapped it out so that it was such that it spoke to the vision, like what they're trying to create in the future, right? Versus just like, here's what you need to do. This is what time you show up at work. This is how you get COVID tested, right? Like all the different things. She was really solving a bigger issue. And she pointed out to her CEO, she was able to, to surmise why this was going to make their company even stronger in the long run right? She was able to look at the whole big picture of everything. And she showed her work. So when she presented this document to her CEO, she actually talked about how she created this information, where she gathered it from, the conversations that she had. And this document was such a huge turning point for her entire career because her confidence went up. She started to be seen as even more of a thought leader in her human resources organizations because the people were asking for access to this document. Can you help us build something out for our group as well? The other people at her company started to respect her more, and she was seen as a person who could do hard things. It, it was just huge. It was absolutely massive. So amongst all of these layoffs, amongst the hiring freezes, she actually received a financial promotion. So she received a significant raise during this time in her career. And she decided, and this is sort of the turning point of the story, the surprise ending, that she actually no longer wanted to be a chief human resources officer, that that wasn't her end goal. 
that she was happy to stay at the vice president level because she had other ambitions in her life and other things that she wanted to work on. But she was now had a voice at the table. She now was being compensated accordingly. She knew that the ball was in her court, that she basically owned her career. She had a confidence through the roof that she could basically create and do anything that she wanted to. She ended up traveling with her husband. So she got a better relationship with her husband. She lost, I think like 30 or 40 pounds afterwards, right? So all of this changed for her by acting like that executive ahead of time, by stepping into that role of CHRO, even before she had that role. And she did it by working on some of these missing pieces. And I'm going to iterate again what those missing pieces were for her. And I want you to start to apply that to yourself. Really understand what are those missing pieces? What's keeping me from advancing to this next level? And then I also want to remind you that even if your goal is not to become CHRO someday, acting like the CHRO is still going to make that progress for you, is still going to help you make that leap in yourself, that transformation, because that's really what we're looking for is change. And then everybody starts to change around us, that options become available to us, that we enjoy our work more, that we feel more valued at work. That's how it all plays out. So the missing pieces for her was to start to show her work so that she was actually talking about the decisions behind the decisions that she was making. The other missing piece was to build allies all across the executive team to really start to make sure that they knew who she was, that they knew what mattered to her, but more importantly, that she knew what mattered to them, that she understood what they were working on. And then the third missing piece was to show that she could do hard things, that she could step up in times of crisis. And when she started to do that, she completely transformed her career, her identity, her self-concept. Everybody around her really took notice and started to see the difference, including myself. It was very remarkable and happened all in, I don't know, like four months. <laughs> so these missing pieces are available to you right now. You can start to put them in place immediately and start seeing results immediately. If you're listening to this episode and you're like, all right, Stacey, I have some ideas, but I want to figure this out a little bit more. I want to have a conversation with you. Then I encourage you to do two things. Get on my email list at stacymayer.com slash email. Make sure that you are on there so that you can start to get notified whenever I offer these masterclasses and these workshops, these conversations. Like I said, everything is always very interactive. So you're going to be able to connect with me personally and ask your questions from me, totally free and totally available to everyone who's on my email list. And then the other piece is to get on a strategy call with me. I'm only offering these for a couple more weeks as we're filling up the leadership table, which is the group that the woman who I just shared with you, the story behind that's the group that she was a part of. And basically it includes one-on-one coaching with me and also an advanced group of corporate badasses. And it includes these stakeholder interviews. So if that sounds fun to you for me to be able to interview your boss and figure out what is really holding you back from that next level promotion. 
So go to stacymayer.com slash apply so that you can get on the phone with me and learn more about that and all of the executive path that I offer to everyone. And otherwise, I really want you to identify for yourself today what is one small thing that you can start to do differently next week to continue advancing your career. All right, get started. Let me know how it goes and I'll see you next week. Bye.